It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Memphis Grizzlies announced today that John Morant will be away from the team for at least the next two games. He has made three bad choices in a span of less than a year, and eventually you're going to run out of chances in this league. They'd like, you know, basically one more chance, offer one more thing, and you're, you're going to be out of this league. I mean, that's the reality of it here. Over the next six games, well, Memphis struggles during that stretch. They could easily find themselves down third in the Western Conference. What things have changed for Morant when he came into this league to kind of where he is right now? It's amazing. You had the story last week about the alleged incidents that John Morant had been involved in over the last year. And then over the weekend, you have this happen. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. In case you don't know, John Morant is going to be away from the Grizzlies at least for two games, probably for more because over the weekend he was uh, reportedly at a Denver nightclub where he did an Instagram Live, and he showed himself in possession of a gun at this particular establishment. Kenty, listen, I, I understand that there are a lot of different pressures on athletes when they come from one uh, environment and they move in and become superstars and you are treated much differently and there's so much pressure to remember and and keep your old friends but this this is really not the case for john morant he he didn't grow up in the toughest of backgrounds i'm not sure where all of this seems to come from but it's clear that he just needs to figure this all out and figure out whatever's going on with him right now because this is a guy with a superstar career in front of him, and he's about to screw it all up. Yeah, Carlin, this is a complete lack of maturity, and he clearly doesn't appreciate the gravity of the situation that he's in. He is potentially one of the faces of the NBA moving forward. He's got a $200-plus million contract with the Memphis Grizzlies, and I'm assuming a nine-figure contract with Nike because he has a signature shoe that's set to launch this spring. Now, I'm pretty sure that Nike's going to put the pause button on that given what he's going through right now. But, Carlin, John Morant is I, – I can't describe where he's from other than to say that it's not as deprived as some environments, some cities around the country. He's from Sumter, South Carolina. That's mm-hmm. my dad's hometown. So mm-hmm. I know it well. Um, and so for him to, to exhibit these types of behaviors, and we're not just talking about one incident, but we're talking about several incidents over the past year. We're talking about him at his home with a pickup game, brandishing a firearm against a prep player out of Houston. We're talking about after the Pacers game, having you know people in a, a vehicle where the players exit the arena at, pointing firearms at opposing players. Like th- These are the types of behaviors that John Morant is choosing to engage in and now we get this word about what's happening um at a nightclub in the denver area following a game on their west coast road trip it's 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 
I, I, I don't know, Carlin. There's, there's not enough words to describe how embarrassing this is for the Memphis Grizzlies and how immature this is for John ja Morant. And, and so for, for him to, to display these types of behaviors, uh, I mean, this is, this is a, a moment where we have to take a step back and say, this guy needs to spend some time away from the NBA because it's clear that he doesn't recognize the privilege of his situation. Yeah, very clear. It's stupid. That's the word I would use. Yeah. The actions are stupid. They make no sense whatsoever. And here's here's what I couldn't get over last week. You know, in reading about the incidents that happened, one with the 17-year-old kid at, at Ja's house where yeah. the kid was allegedly beat up yeah. and Ja may, came outside and had, like, a gun in his waistband. The kid basically looked at Ja as kind of a mentor, had come to the house a couple of times to play basketball one-on-one, and then this all of a sudden turns around to, you know, the kid's throwing the ball back hard at Ja. I think trying to make a point, he's not going to get pushed around when you're playing. I don't, we don't know specifically all of that, but Ja takes that as a, as a sign of, you know, as an disrespect. affront. He takes he takes it as an affront. But, yeah. but here's the thing. It's a 17-year-old 17-year-old kid, kid who's you're, looking you're, you're up year, to you. You're years into the NBA. You you should you should show more restraint in those situations and you should you know model better behavior for this kid to to try to, you know, live up to. Like John Moran is a part of the, the, the small handful of players that are becoming the standard for, for young players in middle school and high school. Again, he's one of the faces of the league, which makes this so frustrating. And as a, as a former athlete, Carlin, I want to be fair in how we frame this conversation because I understand how you can find yourself in situations where you're not looking for trouble, but trouble finds you. Yeah. But under these circumstances, this is John Morant dry snitching on himself. There's no, there's nobody putting pressure on him to, to to talk about what he's doing. He's going on his own social media and showing off with his shirt off in a club with a gun after they just lost to the Denver Nuggets. How does that make sense? In what world is that cool? Like you, you sit here and you pretend that you're a gangster or you want to show that you're a gangster. Let me tell you something. You are an NBA player. You're a professional athlete. You get play, paid to play basketball, and you get paid very well. There are people out here that are really about that life. So you yeah. start flashing firearms, and then somebody's going to come along and see if you're about that gunplay. Yep. Somebody, somebody's going to come along. So all I'm simply saying is this. Be careful the messaging that you put out there in the ether. Because if you start showing off, talking about you about this and you about that, you a thug and you got guns, there are going to be people that come along that don't have as much to lose as you do and that are willing to take it to a place that you're unwilling to go. Last thing I'll say about this, Carlin, if you're John Morant and you feel like there are threats on your life or you feel like somebody is trying to take what you got and you're afraid to go out, hire an armed bodyguard. Trust me, the armed bodyguard costs a lot less per hour than the high-powered attorney. Uh, armed bodyguard might cost you 200 bucks an hour. I should know because I had one when I played in New York City if I wanted to go out. You can pay $200 an hour in any major city, and you can have an armed bodyguard, most of the time an off-duty police officer. They can take you wherever you want to go. You'd rather do that 
then pay the $1,000 an hour plus attorney. Carla, I'll tell you, the billable hours for the armed security guard is a lot less than the billable hours for the attorney. It just doesn't make sense why John Morant would continue to do this outside of him showing a complete lack of maturity. And if that's the case, then the Memphis Grizzlies and the NBA have a huge problem on their hands. In this investigation, I'd be surprised if we don't hear about a much more substantial suspension coming down the pike for John Morant. I don't think it's off the table that John Morant could be done for the rest of this year. I mean, think about 2009 with Gilbert Arenas showing up to his team's training facility with firearms. They set him down for the rest of the year. Yep. If you're the NBA, you have to at least consider that measure, if for no other reason, to send a strong message to the rest of the league that this is not going to be something that we're about. When you look at what's going on in the country and the push for gun control and the outrage over gun violence, this is something that you can't afford to look lenient on if you're the NBA and if you're the Memphis Grizzlies. So so I think this, I hate this for John Morant, but this might be exactly what he needs in terms of being able to get back on the right track and get rid of some of the bad influences that are around him. But I, I think this is an opportunity for the league to make a clear example of him and make sure that this is not something that other players then decide that they want to do as well. And let's also not forget, legally, this, this is not over yet. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no, no legally, no, no, no. this is far from over. Yeah, carry, carrying guns across state lines, and I'm assuming that that's what happened, Carlin, that's, that's never good. Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers apply online today. Breaking news on the quarterback front. Derek Carr signing with the New Orleans Saints. All of a sudden, this team that's 7-10 last year, now they have a quarterback. On paper, it makes a ton of sense. It's an upgrade for the Saints. They got to feel like, you know what? We're the favorite to win the division. Yes, right now, the New Orleans Saints are sitting in a great position because, number one, they do have a defense, a defense that has been dominant. Derek Carr has been in the National Football League for nine years and does not have one single playoff victory. Because he's played for the Raiders, Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, a guy who knows the New Orleans Saints inside and out is Lance Moore, their former wide receiver. He joins us right now, member of the Saints Hall of Fame. Lance, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty on ESPN Radio. We appreciate the time. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. Obviously, it's a big day for Saints fans, and uh, shoot, man, we're, we're, we're excited. All right, give me the initial reaction across the board to the Derek Carr signing. Well, for me, it's excitement. Um, I, I think it's, it's kind of uh, up in the air for some people where they don't really know what to expect, but knowing that what we had to deal with at the quarterback position over the last two seasons to finally have some stability at the position, um, someone to rally around, something, somebody to build around, um, that to me is important. And looking at the rest of the NFC South, I agree with Coach, Coach Herm Edwards when he said that the Saints have to be the favorite to win the NFC South this season. There isn't another team in the division that has a quarterback with the resume that Derek Carr has, with the experience that Derek Carr has, um, and, and the ability 
that that the proven ability that he has. So um, I'm excited. I, I really look forward to seeing him with this group, specifically offensively, um, and you know to combat what people have said about him and his record or his lack of playoff wins. I will follow that up by saying, well, look at the defense that he's had in the entirety of his career. If you look at the last nine seasons, the defense's rankings um, for Derek Carr has been 32nd overall in that nine-year span, and there's only 32 teams in the National Football League. So this guy's going to come into a situation that's a lot better than the situations he's been in. Yeah, Lance, and we saw Jets head coach Rob Sala compare Derek Carr to Matt Stafford and what happened in Detroit the first 12 years of his career. Now, of course, Derek Carr being in the league nine years. What does this move mean for the expectations for the Saints in 2023? What's the ceiling on this team from your perspective? Well, first and foremost, this is a win-now move. Um, This this isn't a situation where we're bringing Derek Carr in to to be the the stopgap or the guy that's just going to play for a couple of years and then we're going to look to the future. This is a win-now move. This team has a roster that's ready to win. Um, And I would say that the quarterback position has held us back the last couple of seasons. So um, I definitely think an an NFC South crown is is well within our grasp. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of work to do before that happens. And, um, you know, being a guy that played for a long time in the league, you never know what can happen once you make it into the playoffs. So, sure, we might not be the the NFC favorites to, to go to the Super Bowl once the season starts. But to me, the, the, the goal, obviously, ultimately is to win the Super Bowl. But before you could do that, winning your division is important and making it into the tournament is, is a great starting point for this team. Lance Moore, former Saints wide receiver, member of the Saints Hall of Fame, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio on the news today that Derek Carr signs with the Saints. How much faith in there, uh, is there in New Orleans and Dennis Allen as the head coach? I think it depends on who you ask. Um, Some people are are all on board, and some some people are like, man, this guy is not the guy. Uh, But to his defense, which I've I've known Dennis for over a decade, I think he's a great young coach, um, and and I think he was in a pretty tough situation last year, if I'm speaking, you know, honestly, um, you know, not knowing who his quarterback is going to be from week to week, um, the health of his players. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that, that head coaches have to go through, but the fact that he was replacing a Hall of Fame head coach, that, that is something that people kind of kind of gloss over. It's not something that's spoken about a lot. Sean Payton is not only one of the best in the business, but he's one of the best that we've ever seen in the business. Um, a, a guy that is always um, on top of things and, and, and is somebody who is almost borderline fanatical about – being a coach and, and the amount of time that he puts in. And that's not to say that D.A. doesn't put in the time, um, but there's a difference between um, a, a really good coach and a Hall of Fame coach. And I'm not saying that D.A. can't be a Hall of Fame coach. Obviously, time will tell. But I, I think it's a little bit unfair for him to kind of follow in Sean's footsteps and people to expect him to put out this Super Bowl-ready uh, product onto the field when we don't even have a quarterback. Um, so now that we do have a quarterback, I think that the, the evaluations of him will be a little more realistic um, and, and we'll really be able to see 
um, how well he's able to do in this organization as a head coach. Talking with Saints Hall of Fame wide receiver Lance Moore on Canty and Carlin. And, and Lance, since you brought Sean Payton up, we got to talk about the splash move that the Denver Broncos made. Clearly, they've got to get Russell Wilson back on track in order to get to the point where they have sustained success. So just how quickly do you expect Sean to turn things around in Denver? Well, explain to me what you think turn things around is. <laughs> like I mean, with Ru- around, we're paying, we're paying Russ, a quarterback. Russ playing well again? No, or, no, no, no. Are we no. talking win the division or like what, what? What are we talking about here? Well, when you pay a quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars and you pay a head coach eighteen million dollars a year, I'm sure it's compete yes, for the division, make the playoffs at a minimum. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with you right there. Compete for the division um, because last I checked, Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes aren't going anywhere. Um, so I, w- I would say compete for the division and potentially be in line for a wild-card playoff spot. I think that's realistic, and I, and I think that I don't know that it's going to be right away. I don't know if, it, it, if it'll be year one, um, but, but I do believe if there's anybody that can get Russell Wilson back playing to the level that he's capable of, I do believe that it's Sean Payton. I do believe that his offense is a great fit for Russ, um, and, and really Russ, Russ does some things that are – uh, uh, special as, as far as being able to extend plays, throw outside of the pocket, throw on the run. I mean, things that, that Sean has kind of always craved as, as a head coach and, 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 and you know, play caller. So I, I think this is a great match for, for both player and coach. Um, and it's, it's going to take work. But, but Sean, I know, works tirelessly and is a guy that's not going to go to sleep until he knows that he's going to be able to get the best possible product out of Russell. Lance, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for the insight. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Lance Moore, Saints Hall of Fame, uh, in the Saints Hall of Fame uh, as a wide receiver, giving us some good perspective there. He's uh, more optimistic on Dennis Allen maybe than I would be, but then at the same time you kind of hear him Talk about things that Dennis Allen needs to do a little bit differently here moving forward. No question about it. But the thing that surprised me is that he said this is a win-now move for New Orleans. So not just getting into the postseason, but competing for a chip. And then the other part that surprised me a little bit is that he's bullish on Sean Payton getting Russell Wilson turned around and saying that Sean has always craved a quarterback that can make some of those off-schedule outside of the structure of the offense type of play. So I I didn't anticipate that he would go that route. But him saying about that with Sean's offense, I I think it it does color a little bit of what we can expect for the Denver Broncos going into 2023 on offense. Man, I don't know, man. I mean, look around the AFC. (laughs) I know it's a win-now situation. It's going to be very, very difficult and listen, Sean was no dummy in getting the deal that he did, understanding what the entire landscape of the conference is going to be, especially in that division. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, my friends, it is crunch time. There is a big, big, big moment on the way. That comes tomorrow, and It was a huge weekend for a couple of potential draftees and quarterbacks in Indianapolis. But why it was an even bigger weekend for one team. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ah, yes, it is Dash to the Draft. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on Twitter, at Chris Carlin, at Chris Canty 99. Every day, Chris, every day. We're going to give you a little draft nugget because we are, what, less than two months away from the draft, about six weeks or so, something like that in Kansas City. And we are fired up for it this year. And I tell you what, coming out of the weekend, when there were all the eyes that you would imagine being on Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback, you can't have performed better at the combine than he did Uh, and throwing the football the other day. And look, there are plenty of teams, it seems, that were blown away by what they saw that think that Anthony Richardson can be a top 10 selection and are confident in going into the draft uh, believing that. I would just caution this, Chris. Don't get seduced too much by what you saw this past weekend. It's also about production. And I'll admit, I got to watch a lot more of Anthony Richardson's games from this past year. But from what I saw and from what you see looking through his numbers, there's not a whole lot that would excite the daylights out of me moving forward. Big fella, I hear what you're talking about, but I got confirmation from an NFL front office that's picking inside of the top five this year that said they're all in on Anthony Richardson. And I get it. I understand it. There are just things that Anthony Richardson has that you can't teach. 
the the athletic ability in that type of frame. You're talking about a guy that's 6'4", 240 pounds that ran a 4'4", 440. That's really, really fast. That's faster than Cam Newton at the combine, Carlin. That is unbelievable. If nothing else, if you make this guy a day one starter, the QB zone read game for your team is going to be nearly unstoppable just because of his ability as a runner. The arm talent was on full display. I thought him and Will Levis both showed off their arm talent. Those guys have absolute howitzers. Um, So I think there's a lot to like. I mean, the guy had a vertical leap over 40 inches. He had a broad jump of 11 feet. I mean, the explosiveness in that type of frame, I think that's going to entice a lot of teams that are quarterback starved. So much so, Carlin, that now we're talking about this guy being the odds-on favorite to be the second quarterback selected in the NFL draft. That's according to Caesar Sportsbook. So I get why people are falling in love with Anthony Richardson, and you didn't see anything over the weekend that would dissuade you from him being a dude. The one thing I will say is based on what we saw from the quarterbacks that performed at the combine, specifically that group of four guys, when you start talking about C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson, and we have to throw in Bryce Young even though he didn't work out, the fact that all of those guys showed the way that they did, even Bryce Young checking in at over 200 pounds in terms of his weight, that is only going to give the Chicago Bears that much more leverage when it comes to trading the number one overall pick. And that's where all of this becomes fascinating. When you have all of these teams in the top ten that are looking for quarterbacks, and then all of those quarterbacks show up and show out at the combine, Carlin, the Bears are going to get a haul for the first overall pick. Well, the Bears had a better weekend than any of the players. Any of yeah. the players, by far. Yeah. Because, can't you, if you look at it logically, let's just argue for a minute that everything stays the way it is in terms of where teams are situated. I can see a scenario where the Bears actually could trade down three times in the first round and still be inside the top ten. They could go from one to two if the Texans are locked in on somebody and don't want anybody else to get in front of them. They could then drop from two to four if the Colts want to go and get their guy. They could drop from four to nine if Carolina sees their guy at number four and wants to go and get him. They could walk out of there with an absolute fortune. And Canty, they're in no rush to do anything here. Because remember this, Peter King pointed this out today in his uh, Football Morning in America column, that once draft day hits April 27th, you can actually trade picks for 2024, 25, and 26. Up until draft day, you can only trade 25. So the Bears could absolutely throw the fear of God into everybody and force some teams to overpay, and I I think that's amazing. But back to Richardson for a second. I I get it. He looks the part. Uh, He looks amazing. I want to hear from Jordan Reed on this. Listen to some of the comparisons that he's going to get as teams draw closer to the draft. This is Jordan Reed, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. He sells himself a ton. And, you know, just watching Anthony's film throughout the year, if you just look at his stats on the sheet of paper, you're not going to be impressed. Um, 53% completion percentage is not very accurate. But once you dive into the tape, you really start to recognize some of the traits that he does have. He has a very strong arm. We've all seen the athleticism on tape. But now him coming out and running 4 4 
at 244 pounds, a six foot four and a half, that is really, really impressive. Now you're talking about comparisons to guys like Dante Culpepper and then also Cam Newton. So it's been absolutely big for him. And him going out and doing every single thing at the combine, while some other guys side out of some stuff, scouts are going to really love that he came up here and competed. Yeah, listen, it's great that, that all of that was the case. But, Canty, at what point do I look at the production or lack thereof this past year and factor that into the evaluation? The last game of the season, the last game of the season, he went 9 for 27. 9 for 27 throwing the football. He had four games this year under 50% completion percentage. I'm sorry, that's a red flag to me. That's a major red flag to me. Listen, maybe he's a guy that's a bit of a project, and you can, you know, let that play out for a couple of years or a year and a half or so. But, man, I'd be careful here. I hear you. I I understand that there are a lot of potential red flags, but Josh Allen wasn't a terribly accurate quarterback when he was at Wyoming coming out. So there is somewhat of a precedent for guys that, have been inconsistent at the collegiate ranks and they've gotten with the right franchise, the right coaching staff, and they've been able to bring out the best in those guys' abilities and get them to realize their full potential. So I, I'm not dissuaded from that. I just think it's, it's, it narrows down the field in terms of what teams can draft a player that has this sort of boom or bust potential. But I, I look at Anthony Richardson as an absolute boom if he gets with the right coaching staff, somebody that has proven to be able to develop quarterbacks. If you're a franchise that, that doesn't have one of those coaches or you're a franchise that traditionally doesn't develop quarterbacks, then maybe that is a little bit of a red flag for you. But I, I'm not going to look at what happened at Florida last year and say, well, this, is, this has got to be the end-all, be-all in terms of what this kid can be at the next level. I, I think even though he might not have played his best football at Florida, part of why these coaching staffs and scouting departments get paid as much as they do is because they can project what those dominant traits can translate to once a player gets into the NFL, and that's his full-time job. Okay, so with that in mind and with the performance this weekend, how about this? To be the number one pick, Anthony Richardson has jumped all the way up to the number two choice behind Bryce Young. Wow. Bryce Young is the betting favorite according to Caesar Sportsbook at minus 175 Anthony Richardson is plus 350 tied with CJ Stroud and and I, here's the thing I think people are out of their minds for that but yeah. again like I said I got confirmation from a front office that's drafting in the top 5 that says they're all in on Anthony Richardson and that's presumably um them taking him with the second quarterback off making him the second quarterback off the board so I, I just I think it's fascinating, Carlin, that um, that you're starting to talk about Anthony Richardson potentially being in a mix for teams and being considered for the first quarterback in this draft class when you have guys as accomplished as Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are. There were whispers of a different sort and a different quarterback who's already established in the league over the weekend about where he may get traded. It hasn't been talked about, and we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers, folks. That's on the way in moments, and this is a sentence that people have asked themselves on a few occasions over the last 20 years, and it's time to ask the question again, Canty. Are the Knicks legitimate? God, I hate that. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The Knicks win their ninth straight game in Boston. This is going to be a team that I don't think those top seeds want to face. Just confident in having fun. The big thing is, you know, our preparation is great. Uh, to make sure that we're prepared. But we're also having fun while we're doing it. Failing, they get to the first round, and, and no matter what happens, they're going to be a tough out because they play physical. Man, we, we got some dogs. We got some dogs. You know, I, I don't hate the Knicks at all. I just hate the song. It was because yeah, when you, I'm not a fan of this one either, big fella. No, no, when you live in New York and you grow up in, in the New York area and you go to Knicks games, like this is on a, a constant loop and it drives you insane. Like, I, I'm not a fan of the song at all. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. I can't take that away from, though, what is going on right now. The Knicks have won nine straight. They have positioned themselves exceptionally well in the East. And look, we can draw all the correlations we want. Canty, since Josh Hart got here, they haven't lost. I mean, it, it's a different, uh, and not that Josh Hart's been so amazing but he provides a different kind of player that they haven't had. And then you have other guys like Emmanuel Quickly, who could be the sixth man of the year, go out there and have 38 last night. Even R.J. Barrett showed up. What a nice little change of pace that was. No, I mean, it was great for the New York Knicks to see some of the young players show up and show out. And Julius Randle has been a steady hand. Everybody wants to acknowledge the game winner that he had down in Miami on Friday. But he played pretty good ball 31 points on 50% shooting last night. That, that's yep. solid, it's including five three-point makes. So if Julius Randle is doing his thing and then you get contributions from R.J. Barrett and then Emmanuel quickly initiating offense the way that he did yesterday, this Knicks team is going to be interesting to watch down the stretch, Carl. And you're talking about them having a better record than the Boston Celtics since the start of 2023. That's damn impressive because the Celtics were the number one seed, the top team in the Eastern Conference going into last night's game. So the fact that they've been able to play at that level uh, is one of those things that would excite you as a Knicks fan. Now, I'm not going to jump out of the window and say the Knicks are going to go on a deep playoff run, 
But this is a team that if they do get home court advantage in the first round, could potentially do some damage. I'm not buying that yet. I, I'm not buying that yet. And neither is Ian Begley, by the way, SNY's Knicks reporter. He was on primetime over the weekend. I don't know if I can, honestly. I don't know if this team is there yet, right? But I, I do know that, you know, I think they get through the first round, and, and no matter what happens, they're going to be a tough out because they play physical on both ends of the floor. I mean, offensively, even getting into the paint, Julius Randle, he's going to beat you up uh, on both ends. So, this is going to be a team that I don't think those top seeds want to face because they're going to come through that first-round series or whatever it may be, beat up, banged up. It's not going to be a breeze to get through this Nick team, but they have depth. Yeah, listen, if they end up playing, let's say, Cleveland in the first round, can they beat Cleveland? Yeah, they could. Could they beat Brooklyn if they ended up playing Brooklyn? They could, but I think it's more likely – I mean, this is not a team that's been special in, at home this year. You know, Cleveland is, uh, I think they're 20, they're 27 and 7 at home this year. The Knicks are 19 and 15. So home court's not going to mean anything to me. I think the Knicks have done a really good job of maximizing their talent. They have gotten back to what they were two years ago, but they're better than they were two years ago. I don't see deep playoff run, though. I don't well, see that. I, I, I didn't say a deep playoff run. I, I just said that if they get home court advantage in the first round, they could do some damage, meaning win a first-round series. Now, the thing that I believe is telling okay, about Okay, I took La- that to mean more. I took that to mean more. No, I, I said okay. that. I prefaced it by saying I don't think they're going to go on a deep playoff run. Yeah. But, you know, uh, listen, if listening to some other people at this network that do a really good job breaking down the game of basketball, I mean, they believe that the Knicks could be one of those teams that strikes fear into a top three seed in the Eastern Conference. That, Based on what they're seeing and how the Knicks defend and the effort that they give on both ends of the court, that this Knicks team could push a team in the second round to go six or seven games. Could I see that if they get a top four seed? Absolutely. Let me ask you this. The Knicks really going to – who would scare you more just from – from that standpoint of we're going to play tough defense, we're going to rough you up a little bit. The Knicks or the Miami Heat, if you're one of those top three teams? Oh, the Knicks this season. The Knicks this season. Well, think think about it. The Knicks just beat the Boston Celtics, the top seed in the Eastern Conference, without their best player in Jalen Brunson. That just happened. They've beaten the Celtics three of the four times they played them this year. When's the last time the Knicks beat the Celtics three times in the I same season? I understand that. I also so, know it's so, the regular so, season. They, I mean, they smoked the Hawks in the regular season a couple of years ago, well, and then they got destroyed in the playoffs. Well, you just said that this is a better team. It you, is you, better. You, you talked about better some than of those young players was. that were around back then that have grown up, R.J. Mm-hmm. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and Mitchell Robinson included. So, I mean, if we're talking about all of these guys in addition to what Josh Hart is now contributing to this team, I mean, this, it, it's not a fait complete that the Knicks are going to be a first-round exit in the postseason. And I think that's a testament to the job that Tom Thibodeau has done and the player development staff in that organization. Look, they have done an amazing job to get to where they are. And if they end up in the top four, it's impressive. I'm not buying in on a playoff run yet, though. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.